This special I Drive SoCal podcast on the history of the Volkswagen Beetle is brought to you by our dear friends at Ontario Volkswagen. Go to OntarioVW.com or better yet, go meet them in person. I really love these guys and girls. Totally down to earth, straight shooting, good people. And they truly love their brand. Just ask General Sales Manager Shant Bashian about the many Volkswagens in his driveway. Or talk to service advisor Jimmy Wilhide. He's got eight VWs, and he plays a big part in a couple different Volkswagen car clubs right here in Southern California. It all started with the bug. I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoyed learning more about the Beatles' unique and fascinating history. Our thanks again to Ontario Volkswagen, and now, on with the podcast. Ferdinand Porsche was commissioned by the German government in the 30s uh, to build a vehicle that would be usable by families on the new network of autobahns. The government actually took deposits for these cars and built very, very few of them before the war. And the first actual Volkswagens themselves were made in 1946. And Volkswagen stands for people's car. But originally, it wasn't called the Beetle. It was called the Type 1. Welcome to iDrive SoCal, the podcast all about mobility from the automotive capital of the United States, Southern California. Tom Smith here, and I am excited to be joined by Mark Gillies. Am I getting the name right? You are indeed, yes. Mark Gillies. Uh, as you can hear by the accent, he's uh, he's he's not from Southern California. Um, Mark is, uh, well, D.C.-based now, but from England. And we are at Automobility LA, which is the press days of the LA Automotive Show. And Mark is the senior manager of product communications for Volkswagen of America. I got that right as well. Right? You did. Yes, you ah, did. Fantastic. And the topic that we're talking about here is the history of the Volkswagen Beetle, the iconic, the legendary, the special place in everybody's heart, whether slug bug, uh, beetle bug, what have you. Uh, so Mark, thanks for joining me. I know you got a bi very busy schedule. We are at, uh, we're on the LA auto show floor and it's being set up right now. So we're literally like in Volkswagen's like inner sanctum thing of their booth. And there's construction all around us getting ready for the LA auto show. So it's, it's an exciting place to be right now. Yeah, it's cool. It's always fun when you're doing the setup, although you're a bit worried you're going to get run over by a forklift truck or trip over a piece of wood and break your neck. So, <laughs> Well, thanks again for joining me. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about and, and by the way, so, you know, I like to bring you behind the scenes with with all things media as it pertains to mobility as well as automotive. And tomorrow for the press, uh, Volkswagen is putting on a breakfast with the Beetle. Is that something that you're coordinating, Mark, by chance, or you're going to be participating in, I'm sure? I've been involved in, in a bit of it. Yeah, I mean, every year they do a kickoff for the automotive media, and the people are actually at the show, and it's a bunch of food trucks and a, a theme display. And this year we took it over, and we've got about 40 vintage and modern Beetles with some owners coming along. We've got, a, we've got some pretty cool cars of our own dating back to 1946, so um, we'll have those on show. 
that that is going to be something, that, and that's something just for the press, or will will the public be able to see that at any point during the show? No, the public won't be able to see that. All they'll be able to see on the on the stand is we'll have a couple of old vehicles on the show stand. Okay, all right. Well, if you're listening to the Drive SoCal podcast, as always, be sure to go to idrivesocal.com. Check out the post on the podcast. We will be sure to take pictures of all those awesome Beatles that they're going to be on display for the press exclusively tomorrow. Um, so, with that being said, the history of the Beatle from the drawing board. So, the drawing board, um, basically, uh, Ferdinand Porsche was commissioned by the German government in the 30s. Uh, to build a vehicle that would be usable by families on the new uh, network of autobahns, which were the high-speed, like, auto routes um, that they were building at the time. And it was originally called the, the KDF Wagen. Uh, KDF stands for Kraft, Dirk Freuder, or Strength Through Joy. And the, the, the government actually took deposits for these cars and built very, very few of them. Uh, before the war, and essentially the factory was in place um, in a town called KDF-Stadt, and the, the Allies basically bombed it pretty heavily in World War II, because it's in northern Germany, okay. uh, in the industrial heartland. And after the war, you know, one of the, one of the great ironies is that after the war, the British army, uh, led by a, a Major Hurst, helped the Germans rebuild the factory, because again, it had been bombed, there were holes in the ceiling sure. and all that kind of stuff. And the first actual Volkswagens themselves were made in 1946. And Volkswagen stands for people's car. Sure. Um, and actually, the town of Wolfsburg was actually only called Wolfsburg after World War II. And it's named after a castle in the town. And the car was only called Volkswagen after World War II. Um, so, you know, it... So, uh, so, so, so the car is named after a town... And a castle, or wh- no, no, which the, ta- the town. The town is named after the castle, which is Volksburg. Okay, and the car is just named Volkswagen, the people's car. Okay, but but one could draw the name of the car all the way back to the castle. Not really, the no. Part, no. No, but the, the thing is that when you look at a Volksburg edition or uh-huh. even early Beatles, you'll see the Volksburg crest ah. on on the steering wheel, that. for instance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. So sorry to interrupt. Carry on. So that, that's the basic genesis behind the, 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 the Beetle, as it's now called. But originally it wasn't called the Beetle. It was called the Type 1. And the Type 1 that Ferdinand Porsche designed uh, was relatively simple. It's got like a, a backbone chassis or semi-backbone chassis with a flat four air-cooled uh, engine. And it's got a semi-trailing arm uh, rear suspension. Uh, no, that's wrong. A swing axle rear suspension and a semi-trailing arm front suspension. And actually, if you look at the front suspension, it's the same as we used on the Auto Union Grand Prix cars. So it's like Ferdinand Porsche type IFS. Wow. So the car was very, very simple. Um, it was designed to be cheap to maintain, cheap to build, uh, cheap to run. Uh, and again, bulletproof liability was, was part of the deal. So... 46 was the first production, but it was on plan before that, right? Correct, yeah. Okay. And then uh, how long was it produced in Europe before it maybe even made its way to the UK before it made its way to North America and United States specifically? Well, it made it, the first two made their way to the States in 1949, and a Dutch guy called Ben Pon uh, brought the cars over, and the, allegedly he sold them 
to pay his bills, basically. Um, and Ben Pond's very interesting because he's the guy who supposedly sketched the first microbus. And the first microbus basically took Beetle running gear and, as we all know, uh, you know, you've got that lovable van on wheels. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the funny things that we, we've discovered, you know, is that basically if you think about it, you know, everybody talks about platform design nowadays. Sure. But Volkswagen was doing that back in the 50s with the Beetle, which was the Type 1. Then you had the Type 2, which is the microbus. You had the Type 3, which is the 1500, the notchback and the, the coupe and the fastback, fast okay. rather. And you also had the Carmen gear, and they're all based on the same running gear, basically. So that, that's one interesting aspect. So the first, the first ones came to the States in, in 49. And then Max Hoffman, uh, who's a... F- Sorry, real quick. So you said literally... Uh, what was his name again? Pon? Pon. P-O-N. Ben Pon. Ben Pon. He brought two to yep. the United States? Yes, he did. How does one just bring two vehicles to the U.S.? I mean, what, is he, was he just a, a just a guy that that went to Europe, bought a couple of cars, brought them here, and sold them? No, he was he was a guy. He was he was a Dutch importer, but he was actually, um, funnily enough, before this this uh, show, I did a little bit of research with our history department. Thank and you. It, and it trans well, no, and it transpires that um, he was actually. Um, if not in the pay of Volkswagen uh, AG in Germany, but they definitely knew what he was up to and they were they were helping him with some of the costs of bringing the cars to the States. And it, he, he kind of failed, but then Max Hoffman, who was a very well-known businessman, uh, an importer in, in New York, started bringing them in. And then Volkswagen looked at this whole scheme in, in 1955 and decided, well, actually, we'll, we'll set up a national sales company. So Volkswagen, the national sales company, has been around for um, more than 60 years now. So that's VW of, of, America. of America, who yeah. you work for currently. Exactly, yeah. So, so Ben and then Max, um, I mean, that was clearly a business scheme, business plan in the works. They were, they were trying to penetrate the, the United States market, right? Or, or, or was it more organic and kind of accidental? No, no, no. They, they, were trying to, they were trying to see if there was demand there. And, and obviously, by 1955, the parent company had seen there was demand there. Um, and, you know, one of the amazing things about the Beetle is, I can't remember off the top of my head how many countries it was built in, but... You know, it, it was one of the most uh, assembled vehicles everywhere in in the world. You know, and even if they were not didn't have a factory building them in places, there were these CKD or knockdown kits that were put together in places like Ireland. I think even in places like Iran. So, I work very closely with one particular Volkswagen dealer, Ontario Volkswagen, here in a Los Angeles suburb of Ontario, California. They have some super hardcore Volkswagen guys. That, that work both on the sales and service side of things, uh, that have multiple VWs. And, and um, one of the, the, the service guy, uh, um, Jimmy Wilhide, was telling me that for a short amount, because Volkswagen has been available as a new production car here in, in the United States on and off for many, many years. But Jimmy was telling me that for a while, when Volkswagen Beetles weren't here, and Beetles specifically, I don't know if I just clarified that, but Beetles specifically, while they weren't available in the United States for some time, you could just cross the border into Mexico and go buy a Beetle. That was that was that current year. Can you speak to that at all? Yeah, sure. Because um, in fact, the, the, one of the things about the final edition we're showing here is that a couple of the colors are based on um, the U- U- Ultima Edition um, 
Beetle that was built in 2003, which was the last year they were built in Mexico. So actually, they were building um, Beetles in Mexico uh, from the 60s until 2003. Okay. Which is why you could, if you wanted to, if you if you really wanted to give yourself a hard time, you could go to Mexico and buy one. And that's how hardcore these guys are. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know those 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 Beetles are kind of we've got one in in our collection and they're really cool because they they're a lot more. Um, they're a lot less Spartan than the, the Beatles that came to the States. I mean, they've got more, more amenities than, than the ones, that, even the last editions that came to the U.S. So, uh, quick sidebar. The, the Beatle came to the United States in 49 with Ben. Yeah. And then Max started bringing them in more official, regular quantity or velocity. Yeah. What year was that again? From memory, I think it was Ish. like 52, somewhere okay. around there. So then, do you know when the first Volkswagen dealership came about in the United States? I don't, to be honest. I think again, but once you know VW had set up in 1955, then most of the dealers would have started popping up around then. Right, right. Now uh, another quick sidebar: the when, when Volkswagen started coming, was it just the Beetle, or or was was the Type Two? as we know, the the bus, also part of that equation, or type, when did that become? The Type 2 came in around the same time, yeah, because um, the first transporters were built in, I think, 1950, um, and the one we've got on the stand, I think, is a 53, so... Um, By transporter, you mean? Type 2. Okay. So, so that's the panel van version of the got microbus. It, got it, okay. Um, and again, it, 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 it typically... Uh, they never really called the microbus was never really called the microbus anywhere except the states. Um, but again, you know, if you look at catalogs dating from back from the, the first days of the official importing, Type One and the Type Two were offered at the same time. Now, uh, the the Beetle uh, here in the states was uh, 40, 40 would we say 49 was when yeah. Ben brought it and yeah. then and then Max started doing it in the 52 ish and then when was the first time that that it wasn't cuz it was a, that that was a long stretch right that it was available and then and then there was a little pocket that it wasn't and then another spurt of sales do you know when it was on and off sale here in the United States specifically so it was on sale it was from from when Hoffman was selling it um, it was basically on sale from 49 um, until the late 70s. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, there was a hiatus until you get to the new Beetle in 1998, which obviously is the retro-inspired um, uh, front-wheel front drive, front-engine car that we remember. Um, and, and actually, that car was on sale uh, until... We, we were selling the last ones in 2010, and oh, the wow. current generation went on sale in 2011. So officially, it had gone out of production by 2010, but there were still some vehicles on lots. So it was it was back in the day. Originally, it was rear wheel drive, rear engine. Yep. And then when it came went away in late 70s, came back in in early 80s as front wheel drive, front engine until 2010. And then it came back in. That's what's available on the road right now, right? Yeah, correct. And in, 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 in dealerships right now. And that is actually, the, correct me if I'm wrong, is that a golf platform? Um, it's, it's not the current golf platform, but it's the previous golf platform. Okay. So the, the, there are two designations of platform uh, for our compact cars in the States. One is the so-called PQ platform, and PQ underpins the Beetle. 
and the the more modern platform which came in on the, on the Golf in 2012 um, is the MQB platform. Okay. So uh, so it's it's a slight slightly older platform, but um, it's essentially the same as Golf, and it was also shared platform with Sayats uh, and Skodas and some Audis as well. And now we're rounding uh, third base here on 2018, going into 2019. The Beetle is going to be available in the United States while supplies last. Um, do we have an estimated time? Because 2019, by, by, by the time we're this time next year, there's not going to be any more Beetles in dealerships, right? No, there, there shouldn't be because the, basically the end of production is some point, I think at the moment, around July 2019. So the 2019 model year is the final uh, Beetle. And, and that's one of the reasons we brought out uh, the final edition to sort of commemorate the fact that the, the, the car is on its way out. And let's... Uh, so the 2019s, are they available in dealerships right now? They are, yeah. Okay. Um and let's talk about, I think there's just a couple of trims available, uh, and they're special, as you just mentioned. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So um, there are two trim lines of final edition. There's the SE and the SEL, and both are available as convertible and coupe. And basically, they, they hark back again to the past. You know, we've got the a couple of special colors. There's a blue and a, a beige that... Uh, that are mimic, the retro kind of feeling. Yeah, the, but they also mimic the, uh, the the Mexican final editions of the, the original Beetle. Um, there's a lot of chrome on them. There's cool wheels. Uh, we've got quilted leather in the SEL uh, and quilted cloth, which is uh, uh, an interesting one because the, the product planner for Beetle way back when, when, when the car was around in 2012, he always wanted to put Bentley-type seats in. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, he's not around, but he's got his, he's got his wish eventually. Uh, it, it not around at the, at the company or not around on the Not around anymore? at the company, actually. Oh, okay. But, but he's still alive to know that it's happening, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a big, he's a big uh, VW fan. He actually runs a, a, um, a, a website uh, that does um, car reviews and pricing, basically. Oh, okay. There you go. So uh, the trims, it, 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 did, was the Dune a 2018 or is uh, that a 2019? That was a 17, I think. A 17? Yeah. Okay, I just saw my first one on the road not too long ago. Might, hang on, I, have to, I, I get confused sometimes, but... I it's got a special see, interior see, and, and exterior. It, no, it was, two year, it was two years ago, so it would have been... No, you're right, it's 18. It would have been 18, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I want to say I just saw one of those at uh, my friends out at Ontario Volkswagen, and that car was really cool. Because it is retro, and it's kind of interesting because that is retro of the Dune buggy, but the Dune buggy was never something that Volkswagen actually made. It was just something that the hardcore enthusiasts of the vehicle did with it, right, here Ab in Southern California. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you, you know, the, the idea behind the, the Dune was to, to try and capture a little bit of the vibe of the Baja bugs, and of course... VW had nothing to do with Baja bugs back in the 60s, all to do with uh, Myers-Manx either, of course, which was, you know, Bruce Myers' uh, dune buggy built off a, a VW floor pan. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, one of the cool things about this uh, vehicle, the, the current um, third-generation Beetle, all the way along, is we wanted to do some special editions to try and keep the interest in the vehicle alive. So the Dune was one. We did the pink uh, Beetle. Um, and we also did um, 
uh, a GSR version, which stands for uh, Gelb Schwarz Renner or Green Yellow Racer. And that, again, was an evocation of a, of a sort of classic 70s um, limited edition, I wouldn't say really sporty Beetle, but more of a boy racer Beetle that was available in Germany. But it's very highly prized now because they've made very few of them and it's got this very distinctive yellow and black paint scheme and, and really cool uh, Porsche style wheels. So, you know, that it just brings up a, a, a thought. What is the most... Val and this is a total trivia question you couldn't have prepared for, but maybe you know. Um, what is the most valuable Beetle uh, market value that, that you've ever heard of? Um, and I know obviously the market fluctuates from time, you know, with, with, with all, all the various factors that, that impact the market, but there's some pretty, do you know? It's difficult to know. I mean, I've seen some really big numbers quoted for uh, really, really early cars, i.e. pre-war Beetles. Uh -huh. So anything pre-war or anything built during the war, because uh, they were used as military staff cars in the war, um, we talking I, hundreds of thousands? Are we talking? You're talking multiple hundreds of thousands okay. of what people are ask for those. Are we getting seven figures? Are we getting into a million or not quite? I've seen people asking half a million plus for those. Okay. Um, some of the really early cars, you know, really early um, 40s cars, um, you know, they're getting into the hundred plus thousand range, maybe up to 200,000. And some of the more special things, like um, we own a Hebmuller convertible, which is a special body um, Beetle, like a Speedster. And we also have a 1952 Carmen convertible that was a Berlin show car. And those cars, they're very, very rare, the early cars. I mean, again, anything super early in good condition is six figures these days. But by we, do you mean Volkswagen of America or you and your wife? No, no, we, we as in the, the company. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So... You know, the first Volkswagen has a cult-like following, and then it it and then the the niche vehicles within Volkswagen, i.e., the Beetle, has that as well. The fact that Volkswagen came out with a Dune, I think, really illustrates that because here's the company over here putting out a product that gets so well received that it gets a fan base that does this crazy stuff with it, and then. A few decades later, the company says, hey, you know what? What what our crazy fan base did, not crazy in a bad way, crazy in a good way, um, we're going to actually add to that and put it out as something new. So with that in mind, it, it illustrates the popularity of the Beetle. And obviously, it's going away right now because maybe it's not selling so good, whatever. But you know what? My bet, and we talked about this off mic just a minute, and I told you I was going to bring it back because you're going to get this a lot. When is the Beetle coming back? Because there's too much there. Well, I, we've been basically saying all the way along, you know, this is the, this is the end of the Beetle. Um, we would never say never. I think it was, you know, if you look at the um, ID Buzz that we uh, showed in Detroit last year, uh, which is a full electric vehicle, you know, that's a reincarnation of the microbus. So I, I, there's nothing in the plans for sure, and I see the cycle plans. Um, but I'd never say never. That's as, as much as you, as far as you can go. And that's what some others, such as myself, that are kind of in the space, like, okay, the bus is going to come out all electric. That means the Beatles getting prepped to come out all electric as well. But even if that's on, perhaps, uh, would you tell me? 
Because it's just me and you talking here. Mark. Yeah. That's it. If I knew, I might, but I don't know. Uh, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> well, hey, um, Mark, thank you so much. Mark Gillies, right? Great. Senior Manager, Product Communications, Volkswagen of America here at Automobility LA. Before I completely wrap it up officially, is there anything else that you'd like to add about the Beetle that we didn't touch on? No, I mean, the one thing we didn't touch on is it's actually the most built single platform car ever if you think about it you know um the model t um was the most the most uh, manufactured car until the beetle came along they built you know ford built 15 million of those and volkswagen has built more than 20 million beetles in the lifetime of the car and other manufacturers will say oh well we built more corollas and i think we say we built more golfs but nobody's built more of one actual iteration of a car if, if you the get beetle. Where, yeah not not when you when you put the the rear engine rear wheel drive plus the front engine front wheel drive plus the golf version no no, no I'm talking and, and globally I'm, I'm, no I'm just talking about the first edition is the is the oh, mo- really the single most uh, cars built off a single platform basically and then when you look at the the, the uh, new Beetle we made about 1.2 million of those and to date we've made somewhere around half a million of, of the third generation but it, when it comes to single most built car if it's in its own iteration uh, because all other manufacturers say oh we've built you know 23 million i don't know civics or whatever right but that's seven or eight different cars whereas the beetle was always essentially one car now um the when you say we again are you speaking of in those numbers that the half million number that you just put out was that just Volkswagen of America, or is that global? That's global, yeah. Okay. Global, yeah. So all in globally, the Beetle has sold how many units? Somewhere, uh, just from memory, it's around 22 and a half, 23 million. Okay. Yeah, and it's not coming back. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Uh, all right, well, cool. Now, is there anything else that, that you'd like to add? That was it, I think. All right, because I'm certain that there's plenty of people that want to hear anything else that you have to share about the Beetle. I mean, it, it, again, I think, you know, we always talk about it. It's, it's very iconic. People love the shape. Um, and, you know, there have been so many things done with it over the years, like, you know, contests to see how many people you can get in a Beetle. <laughs> people have, you know, floated them across seas like the Irish Sea. Um, I, I don't think there's much that hasn't been accom- or attempted in a Beetle. Um, so, yeah, I, it, it's one of those cars. It's just a, it's a great, great car. And it's, it's it, you know, it's... It's just fair to say it's a complete automotive icon. I mean, you know, I work for a company and, you know, I'm paid to say things like that. But again, I'm also a real car nut. Um, you know, I have lots of cars of my own. And, and that's one of the great things about the car is it is it's a, you know, it's a regular, you know, anybody around the world c- can recognize it. And it's, it's actually funny because um, I was in South Africa at the weekend just on a whim um, uh, to do to race an old car. And you still see Beetles there but what's more interesting is I've never seen as many Mark 1 Golfs in one town in my life as there were in East London and South Africa and you know car enthusiasts are car enthusiasts everywhere and we're rolling out the circuits and there's all these young kids you know multicultural kids rolling in with their slammed golfs with wide tires and you know whatever <laughs> so i mean and i think you know i think the golf to a certain extent the spirit of the beetle lives on in a little bit in the golf with with the tuner generation so sure and you know the beetle as you were just explaining that the beetle just especially the older ones they just when people see them and, and especially one that that's well maintained 
people just, it makes people smile. They have a yellow one out here uh, near the entrance of the auto show. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's not even a Volkswagen uh, uh, promotion. It's a um, a car company, a, a rental company, uh, Toro, the, the the rental company where, hey, I own a car. I can put it on their platform and you can peer-to-peer uh, car rental. So it's a Toro ad, but it's just a yellow beetle. And I saw three different people, younger people, probably 20s, run up and taking selfies with the Beetle. I guarantee they're not taking selfies because it, it has the, uh, the Toro banner in, in, the, in, the, in the windshield. But so, okay. Um, Mark Gillies, senior manager, product communications. I always want to get that turned around. Senior manager, product communications, Volkswagen America. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining me. Um, the Beetle, literally get them while supplies last, right? Pretty, uh, pretty much, and um, there's a there's a movie coming out as well soon, uh, December the 9th, where the where the Beetle is the main character. But I can't tell you more than that. <laughs> Come to the LA Auto Show, and and you'll be greeted by the main character. I think. <laughs> uh, all right, well, fantastic, uh, Mark. Again, thank you very much. Appreciated uh, for I Drive SoCal. I am Tom Smith. Thank you as always for tuning in. This episode was engineered and edited by Bobby Flores. Howdy. Still here, huh? That's cool, but this one's pretty much done. But we have tons of additional content at our website, idrivesocal.com. If you're not listening from there already, you should definitely check it out. From there, you can subscribe to our newsletter, the podcast, or leave a note. And I'd love to hear from you, too. Here's my email, tom at idrivesocal.com. That's Tom, T-O-M, at iDrive, the letter I, drive like drive a car, SoCal like Southern California, dot com. Tom at iDriveSoCal.com. Thanks again for listening, and please reach out with whatever's on your mind.